Amiakuvoort, the CEO of Catalytic, and this is Unbundled. In this series, I hope to demystify technology in the world of business. Um, so please join me as we explore how technology can make your business better. In this episode, we are chatting about chat commerce. We are chatting about how, uh, what chat commerce is, what type of business can use chat commerce, and what platforms are available in this field. By the end of this episode, you'll have a clearer idea of how chat commerce can enhance your customer experience with your business. I'm joined by Werner Lindemann, SVP Enterprise Sales at Clickertel. Werner, welcome. Thank you, Jaku. Nice to be here. So, so we always uh, start the show with uh, just a little bit of an intro. Uh, how long have you been in the industry? Just uh, yeah, give us your a, a brief background. Yeah, so I'm an engineer by trade, but I've been in the uh, the IT industry since 2000, uh, around about 2000, um, and uh, dipped out of the IT industry for a short while. When I, for about five years, I was in digital media and, and the media industry, where I ran an advertising agency or advertising uh, a sales house, and now I'm back in um, in IT and fintech, which is a combination of B2B and B2C. So the short stint that I spend in the media industry is actually helping me a lot in terms of what we are doing on a daily basis. Yeah, I just wanted to say those, uh, I think 20 years ago, it were uh, very, two very distinct fields, but it's uh, almost the lines are very blurred now. Yeah, I've seen a convergence of the lines over the years, uh, especially as uh, brands are playing a, a, a playing a big emphasis on things like uh, consumer engagement, consumer delight, consumer journeys. Um, uh, brands that's in the tech space can't be just B two B anymore. They need to be B two B two C, and that's where the lines between customer experience and marketing and IT is 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 blending. Okay, so let's jump straight into it. So chat commerce is a, is a nice fancy tech term. What is chat commerce? So we see chat commerce as a third wave of e-commerce. So I was around in the late 90s. I worked for PwC at that stage. And we were building lots of e-commerce strategies or e-business strategies, as they call it at that stage, for some of the big brands in South Africa. And what was interesting when uh, the dot-com bubble came around it's not there was a there was a big market collapse, but companies didn't stop investing. So they built out their websites, they built out the e-commerce capability. That culminated in the late two thousands into what we would call M-commerce, the emergence of apps, and then everybody wanted to have the latest BlackBerry and then iPhone and the ability to to do commerce on apps. Now again, that shifted in the twenty tens. I remember I was at a, a marketing conference, a CMO conference in London in 2016, where they wanted me to talk about how marketers should get to um, to generations, different generations, whether it's X or Y or millennials or whatever it is. And I did actually did a pitch on something that I called the connected generation, Generation C. And it was all about that brands need to shift to consumer behaviors, not to age age groups, to consumer behaviors, the connected consumer. And this has led to this emergence of chat um, as a important engagement point for consumers on the street. 
You speak to your friends on WhatsApp. You, you're on a bunch of WhatsApp um, groups. One group you might have the boss on it. The other group that you might have the group where you don't, <laughs> where you, the boss is not on and you talk about the boss. <laughs> but you speak to your mum, your dad, your friends on chat uh, or, or, um, or WhatsApp, etc. And chat commerce is the ability to enhance commerce by taking enterprises to platforms that consumers already frequent. So how does brands make that jump? And that's what we help them with. And and uh, you, you mentioned stuff like WhatsApp now. Uh, what are the, the platforms that's available for chat commerce? There's, there's, there's lots of different platforms, and it depends on the world to uh, on a country-to-country basis. In the U.S., people still lo- use a lot of messaging, iMessage, because um, Apple's penetration is about two-thirds of the market. So they use iMessage for chat. In South, places like South Africa, WhatsApp dominates. I mean, WhatsApp's got more than 80% uh, penetration in the market. Um, uh, for smartphones, it's probably got close to 98% penetration. And then some of the African countries, they still USSD for feature phones is still quite prominent. But uh, we see the USSD is that uh, that's what sometimes the banks uh, do when they approve yeah, a yeah, transaction. Yeah. At okay, correct, correct. So USSD is still in certain countries. We've got feature phones. Then we see the emergence of platforms like Apple Business Chat. So we've deployed some prototypes for Apple Business Chat. Google Business Messenger is becoming um, uh, stronger and stronger coming to the fore. Uh, So we're watching that closely. But also some brands use things like Facebook Messenger to engage with with their consumers. Uh, In fact, if you go and add all those chat platforms together, um, it's bigger than the internet. So they, we've got about wow. 4.7 billion internet users globally. There's more than 6 billion chat users globally. Wow, that's crazy. But um, it, it almost sounds complicated then to, to build a, a, a chat commerce strategy. I mean, how do you determine which platform uh, you use or does that not matter? It, it depends on – it's from a country-to-country basis. So for South Africa, if somebody asks me what should I focus on chat commerce, the simple answer is WhatsApp. Okay. But it's also um, uh, making sure that you give consumers. So consumers is the one that plays the kitaya. So you need to align to the consumer um, platform of choice. Um, and that's why we, the way we develop our platform is to look at multiple, multiple platforms and, and the ability to switch between these, these platforms as the consumer wants to engage with the brand. And and when we Vanada, when we talk about um, chat commerce, uh, it sounds to me like obviously there's some form of sales component to it and all that type of stuff. Is is that it, or or um, can can it uh, fulfill a different function in my business? I, th- I think what you need to think about in chat engagement with the consumer is right through the consumer value chain. So so let me give you an example. So some somebody wants to buy a product from you. So the first thing you will do is you'll go and do some research about the product. So how do you make this easy for the consumer to understand the product, to get research about the product? The second thing is how do you get the consumer to sign up in an easy manner? So we're working with um, an example is an insurance company called IO Holdings. It's a joint venture between MTN and Sunlum. We're working with them across Africa, and they now – ramping up to do KYC um, on uh, on WhatsApp as a channel. So for people to to register themselves on the on the channel 
and to be able to be a uh, microinsurance policyholder. The third step would be around the physical purchase of a product or signing up for a product. And the fourth thing, which is actually in my book the most important, is the customer self-service and the customer after-sales service. So so we see chat as a um, a capability to do contact center deflection. If you can automate some of these things, and here we get close to the traditional IP, IT in terms of RPA and things like that, if you can automate, you can actually automate it in the customer self-service engagement. And that's where chat becomes powerful because it puts the power back in the hands of the consumer on a platform that they frequent and easy and it's easy to use. So, so how does that work? So, so you're ref, uh, referring now to the contact center or the call center. So there I've got a person, somebody phones in and that person sits there. It's a human being and, um, they probably have one or two scripts. And if they get a question or a problem that they can't deal with, then I'm sure they'll call their manager and the manager can barge in and, and assist yeah. uh, with the scenario. Uh, in the chat scenario, do you, um, stupid question, do you have somebody then sitting and manning their chat or how, how does that typically work? Yeah. So, so let's take the call center scenario and then I'll bring you back into the, to the chat space. So somebody phone the call center. You get the answer, the IVR, Mr. Customer, you number 1,279 in the queue. Would you like to wait for to speak to an agent, or can we transfer you to our WhatsApp channel so that you can, can converse with us? Press 1. Flip them into a WhatsApp channel through a link. Okay? Now they're in the WhatsApp channel. Now, in the WhatsApp channel, the first thing that we do is we build what we call an unassisted chat platform. So that's a chat, what people would know as a chat bot where we build the flows and the menus of uh, people then can can do whatever they want to do. They want to get their latest account information. They want to change their personal details. They want to inquire about a product that they order, and they want to see where that's in the process, et cetera, et cetera. When the bot starts sounding stupid, and that's the most important thing in my opinion in chat, it needs to be able to hand over to a live agent. So that's the portion we got right. We've got this unassisted chat, the bot, and then a consumer can choose to hand over to a chat agent and then they speak to an agent. And this agent will sit on a console and they'll type to them like you would do WhatsApp on your laptop. Okay. And it's a full console. They've got all the history of the chat and the context of the chat. So it's actually a much better experience than a call center. Um, one last comment. Sorry, I'm rambling on you a little bit. No, I'm... One last comment that um, the, the cool thing about chat if you take people into your chat platform, you go from unstructured to structured data. Because all this data and this transcripts you can save automatically. You don't need to deploy some kind of a, a NLP or NLU tool to translate the speech into, into structured data. Well, I mean, uh, I was uh, thinking uh, there, there, there's a, my, my favorite example when you, when you talk about that RVR and, and just for clarity, RVR is when you phone into the call center and then it says for this press one for that press two is uh there's a very famous uh pay tv station in south africa where i'm sure if you phone them for support they they make that ivr just to make you give up because it's there's so many levels and options it's it's massively frustrating so so on that note the and, and you mentioned it earlier you you were speaking about uh customer experience um but 
if you can automate uh, some of this stuff, uh, what is the motivation of a business to do this? Am I doing this to 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 save money and not have people, or or, or how does a business? Um, and I mean, uh, maybe a follow up question from there is how difficult is it to get that uh, structure or that workflows right so that you you can have a bot that sort of uh, interacts with your customers um, and know what to do. Okay. So let's talk about the the benefits. There's four there's four key benefits that that we see from our experience and implementation of customers. The first one is the you give the consumer choice to engage with the brand on a platform that they already is. So some people I've heard somebody made a presentation the other day they talk about you actually go into the customer's digital living room because next to the contact of Opa and Oma and mum and dad and friends and whatever, suddenly you as a brand is there with a, with a green tick next to you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sec- second thing is we've seen a heightened engagement on this, on this channel and people don't see it as spam because WhatsApp has got very, very strong policies around these things. If a consumer starts blocking you as a brand, you actually get choked down in terms of the amount of messages that you can send. So the consumer rules here, which is a good thing. So it means that you can't spam them. Okay. So we did a piece of work with an, with a mobile network operator the other day. They used to send, um, and set upgrades via SMS. They got a 3% response rate. We shifted this to WhatsApp as a channel. They got a more than 60% response rate. Wow. And set upgrade. Now that is, that is powerful for any marketer. Because uh, you actually uh, have got a total different economic um, model that you work with if the response rate is so much higher. Okay. Third thing is cost saving. And this, this, these are things like uh, call center deflection where you save the cost of a call center agent. So a typical call center agent can handle 10, uh, 1,000 calls a month or 1,000 customer resolutions a month. And a chat environment, you can do between three and three and a half thousand. Now, if you automate even part of that, that might go to six thousand wow. uh, consumers per call center agent. So, so that is very powerful, and it's about, but it's about automation. And I'll talk about now where do you go and choose that, and how the flows work. And the last one is revenue uplift. I mean, if you think about that engagement example that I called, that I used earlier of this mobile net, uh, mobile network operator. If the customers engage easier with you on a WhatsApp channel, uh, the, the pull through in terms of your revenue is going to be exacerbated. I work with a bank in Nigeria. We use WhatsApp to um, re-engage customers where their accounts have gone dormant, and we basically give them points for re-engagement, um, and their dormant accounts have dropped by 30% over the last three months. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a powerful example. Um, then coming back to your second question where you asked about how difficult it is to, to go and build these things out, to go and identify. I always say to a customer, um, do a piece of analysis for me because you have that information about why do people call your call center? Why do they come to your gra- branch? How do they, why do they come to your store? If you do that Pareto analysis, I promise you there will be five things that will be 80%. And that's where you start. And you look at... Those repetitive things, how do you firstly automate it from back-end process perspective and then automate the, the bot uh, front end? Uh, a quick example on that, 
there's a customer I work with. They had, we tried this firstly internally on the IT help desk. You would know IT help desk, the most thing people phone the IT help desk for, password reset. Okay. Yeah. We, we automated password reset. They couldn't phone the help desk anymore for password reset. We automated it on WhatsApp as a channel, including the authentication. The IT help desk calls dropped by 40% in a month. Wow. So, great, great example and use case. That's massive. So how difficult, how difficult is to build it? It's difficult when you go and want to go and hard code it yourself, when you want to build it in Java on top of your WhatsApp APIs. But there's lots of players in the market like ourselves that built um, the software stack to be able to do it. So we've got a templated drag-and-drop low-code environment that we help customers to enable them to build their own workflows. And it's actually not that difficult. Um, and in, so in, in our world or in my world where we operate uh, specifically in a catalytic world, uh, we deal mostly with uh, small to medium enterprise. So some of the examples that you used are banks and insurance guys. We know those guys uh, throw big money at it. Um, can any business deploy chat commerce? How, how do I know if it's, if it's going to work for my business or not? I actually think any business can deploy it. And, and, and again, I would go and focus on those, let's call it the catalyst use cases. What are the things that customers contact you all the time for? If they want to get your latest price list, put your price list as a PDF on your WhatsApp channel. So uh, what's, the, what's the specials you're running this week? Somebody can go into your WhatsApp channel, watch your specials for the week. You automate sending them the latest catalog or the latest PDF. Um, somebody wants to track their order that they place for you, uh, SME online store, you only sell online, want to track that, the order, you link it into your order system with an API, and you can give them real-time update by them um, going into the WhatsApp channel, putting in their account number or their ID number, and you can get them a real-time update on where their order is in terms of delivery. Yeah, that's, yeah, I mean, so, so is, there any, is there a specific size of business that you'd say it's too small? No, no. Look, I think I think um, it's also going to shake out over the next few years. Meta is doing quite a lot of work around things like commas. So, as you know, on Marketplace, you can go and list your things now. There's catalogs in Facebook for um, for uh, small, medium business owners, and this is all getting integrated into some of the WhatsApp functionality. So you'll see. Over time, small, medium business owners can uh, pull dynamically their catalog that they listed on Facebook onto WhatsApp as a channel. So all of these things are coming, and it's becoming easier and easier for small businesses to operate. And now, um, uh, I, uh, you actually referred to the different generations um, earlier. Um, does my target market matter? Uh, uh, can, I, can I have a business? Uh, I, I can't think of an example offhand. That might not get me in trouble, but uh, is there is there a, a, a target market that that's uh, too old for this, uh, or that's never just they they don't want to do it, uh, or do you because you you refer to the C generation? Yeah, so I I don't think so because it's if you use WhatsApp and I check, I mean my mother-in-law that lives here close by, luckily we've got a good relationship. <laughs> she she's on WhatsApp all the time, and she is seventy-seven years old. Okay, so she knows how to use WhatsApp. Anybody that can that knows how to use WhatsApp can actually engage you. Um, so it is 
I mean, if you look at how COVID has changed us as a, as a community in terms of um, ordering things online and tracking our orders, etc., I, I get daily couriers that drop stuff at my house because it's just easier for me to order online than going to a shop or there might not be a shop close by from what I want to order. It has just, it's just become so much easier and it's about convenience. So think about the following thing. So uh, if you go and travel to the U.S., so you've got your little mini bar in the hotel room, and that Coca-Cola is going to cost you $4.50. Now decide whether you're going to get it out of your mini bar or walk half a kilometer down the street and buy a Coke for $1.50. Convenience is probably going to say, no, man, I'll, I'll think about when I pay it when I check out. This is all about convenience. It's becoming a convenience economy. Um. And then my last question, you know, we always end the show sort of by, by making it real. So if I listen to this, um, and it sounds interesting, how, how do I know if my, if chat commerce will suit my business? Where do I start? Um, I think there's, there's two portions to this answer. If you've got a B2, B2C business that's all, I either got retail, engagement so again i'll use somebody that sells stuff uh, on an e-commerce manner or um, that engage on a daily basis with consumers uh, i think it's a it's a good fit for you however i'll caveat that uh, with imperial logistics just launched a channel on uh, doing b2b stuff with um, deliveries between distribution warehouses so, i mean we see all of these new things coming out on a daily basis but as long as there's stuff that you can identify as a business that's repetitive engagement with consumers in a B2B retail-like environment or service-like environment, uh, I think any business is suited for this. Uh, and it's as simple as going to identify, as I said, those, those catalyst use cases where people repetitively engage with you. And, you know, everybody talks about digital transformation. Digital no. transformation is as simple as automating one process. Automating one process that's going to help your business uh, change the way it engage. That one process is going to be the first step uh, to digital tra digital transformation. It doesn't have to be this Rolls Royce of a project. And then, and then, if that customer contacts uh, Clickatel now, for example, um, how, how do, what does the, the start of that engagement look like? Um, it, it depends on what type of customers. Uh, if it's a small SME, um, there's, they, they, they go onto the Clickitel website. There's a portal that they can log in and they can self-surf. And they can download the APIs and link into the Clickitel APIs to use WhatsApp as a channel. Is it, if it's an enterprise client that might be a little bit more complex, we will typically engage with them. We will design the consumer journeys with them. So we'll look at how does the consumer journey look on the digital channel today, whether it's website or mobile app. And we will try and align to that so that we create this omni-channel experience. Okay. So we will map the consumer journeys and then we'll help them get on the road by building it. And it's, uh, you know, it, it's not a long project. I always say to a customer, from when we've signed of a scope, on an initial project, we go live within four to six weeks. Wow! It's not one of these big IT projects, uh, and then we and then we we run it in sprints, very agile. We define a 
MVP one, the most viable, um, uh, minimum viable product uh, one, two, three, four, five, and we, we roll it out in sprints. So every two to four weeks, there's a new feature or something new that we launch onto the channel. Anna, thank you very much. I mean, to me, you know, we always talk about uh, digital transformation and it tends to be a bit of a, you know, sort of an airy-fairy term. But I mean, like you said, uh, you know, if you in the in the digital living room of your of your customer, I mean, can there be a better example of that? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I really love that analogy. Thank you. Thank, thank you, Vanna. Thank Thanks you for the opportunity. Time. Good discussion. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to Unbundled, brought to you by Catalytic, a series that aims to demystify technology so that you can make smarter decisions for your business. Remember that you can listen to all of the episodes on the Cliff Central app or website, and for added convenience, you can subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, or wherever you listen. And uh, if you want to know more about uh, communications tools for your business, please visit catalytic.co.za.